In today's episode, I'm going to share something that used to be a huge source of embarrassment, of pain, of inadequacy, of self-conscious, like I was so self-conscious about this, and it stalled my progress in my business for years. And, and why I'm bringing this up is I was having this conversation a few days ago with a client and they were shocked. They were like, they, they couldn't believe that that perceived weakness was once true for me. And it, it kind of, after the conversation, I had to step back and be like, it's, it's easy to forget how far you've come. And I think sharing this story will help you if if you just feel self-conscious or you're not, not speaking your truth or if a part of your looks or, or this, this particular client was having a hard time getting on video because they felt really self-conscious. They felt like they didn't, they didn't like a few parts of themselves. And I was floored because I would have never picked up on it. In fact, I'd be like, this human is beautiful if they could only see what I see. And, and so I shared the story with them and they had a massive breakthrough with it and a realization. And I thought I, it would just be valuable for you here. So believe it or not, I used to hate, like hate my voice. Started, uh, my earliest memory of it, of getting self-conscious when I talked, like when I spoke to other kids, was sometime in, I, I, I was probably 12 maybe 13, something around there, before high school. And when I reminisce on it, I loved, like as a kid, my heroes were like Rocky and Rambo or Schwarzenegger movies or just all these action stars like Bruce Willis. Like I just loved those movies when I was a kid, like 80s type movies, right? I was born in 87, but I don't know, for some reason, everyone else liked all these other movies and I just loved the old 80s action movies. I just loved them. I lived off them. I like fantasized. I, I got to live through these characters and be like a hero. The problem with it was it was very, well, it was Hollywood. These jacked dudes with deep voices that like saved the princess every day and everyone thought they were heroes. And I thought that was like, maybe I could like be that. And that's about the time that I realized I'd look in the mirror and my I had this skinny little wiry body with glasses and and my voice was you know was a freaking kid's was was a 12-year-old kid's voice. And to take the like when I look back at it it's it's half embarrassing but I, I remember being on the back of the bus I took the bus to school and back from school every day. I would like I would like scratch like I would like how, how do I explain it? Like, you know when you're clearing your throat? You're like, I don't want to do it in the mic because it's going to be extremely loud. But like, you're clearing your throat and like getting it sore. I would do that every day because I figured when I was sick, every time I was sick, my voice was like crackly and deep. And so I used to like try to like mess it up. And in high school, believe it or not, for about five or six years, um, around the time I went on the oil rigs, I smoked cigarettes. No one can ever believe that because I'm like such an advocate for health and not using addictions to cover up insecurities and pain. And I was using cigarettes for many different reasons. And I say using because I was. 
But one of the reasons I remember was like, okay, if I smoke, I'll sound like Al Pacino or something, right? And it sounds silly, but at the time, it somehow made logical sense to me. I remember being 26, 27, 28. This still plagued me, by the way. Didn't like listening to my voice. Like, wouldn't leave a message. Like, I was really conscious about my voice. And I finally got tired of it. I was like, I am overcoming this stupidity. Like, I'm done with it. I can't live with this. Like, I don't want to live like this. And I took singing lessons, vocal coaching and singing lessons and started singing in front of other people. Now, I'm not a great singer and that's not what I was doing it for. Most people there were like, I want to make a career as a singer. I was like, dude, I don't want to be a singer, but I need to get over this fear of putting my voice out there. And I remember the first time I sang on a stage, I, it was an open mic and they, they had a, a list and they would like announce, hey, Here's who's next, here's who's next, here's who's next. Like three people ahead or so, just so you could get ready, right? And I was three people away. They announced my name and be like, hey, we've got person A, person B, and then, you know, Lucas is coming up. And I went to the bathroom and I was like, like, I was like, I'm not doing it. There's no way I'm doing it. Like I was puking. I didn't invite anyone there. Nobody knew me, but I'm like, I'm going to overcome this. And I did. And I had a great time. There was like a guitarist there. I play guitar as well. I play guitar way better than I sing. But I realized when I walked off stage, I'm sure it wasn't great. Everyone there was just learning, right? It was it was a safe space. The point is, nobody threw rocks at me. No one made fun of me. If anything, people congratulated me on the courage, on my courage. And I was like, okay. And so I did it quite a bit. I, like every month or every few weeks, I was doing these open mic nights, taking vocal lessons. That's when I really got into more speaking and learning how to like communicate and and, and play with my voice and fall in love, like actually accept my voice, like the authentic, mm, here it is. And also around that time, maybe a few years after that, I think it was, I think the podcast is in its third year now. I started a podcast for this business and I on purpose, like I on purpose listened to the recording of every podcast episode and I cringed for, I'm telling you for the first year, for the first five, six, seven months, I cringed. Every time I had a podcast episode, but I'd listen to it and I'd find things that I loved and I found things that I could improve. I'm like, there's nothing wrong with loving your body for where you're at, but also improving aspects if you're into that. Or there's nothing wrong with being like, hey, I'm really comfortable with who I am, but I'm going to improve my ability to communicate on camera and control my body language a little bit better. Like, I'm, I'm all for improvement. I'm all for taking care of ourselves. I am not for beating ourselves up or perceived weaknesses. And I made a commitment. I was like, and I want to make it clear, this is not about me, but I'm sharing this story because I know. We've worked with over 500 coaches. I know that everybody has some insecurity. And if we're going to market ourselves, we are the product. And we're letting those hold us back from showing up in the world. We're not making as much money as we can. We're not making as much impact as we can. We're not, we're not showing up as powerfully as we could be. And I share this story in hopes that it highlights how you can turn your biggest weakness through repetition, practice, and improvement, support if you can get it, 
into your greatest strength. And nowadays, like my voice, not my, I'm not a singer, but my voice, the spoken word, my ability to communicate on this mic in front of me or on the camera or whatever, is my biggest money maker. It's my biggest impact maker. And I, I, I laugh. I, I, don't, I haven't thought about it often, but this conversation really brought it up for me is I, I, I was laughing at how funny that is. Like I remember being 12 years old on the bus, like scratching my voice so it could be deeper. I thought my voice was like really high. Dude, I was 12. So I could sound like Rambo. Great movie, by the way. Still, to this day, one of my favorites. To, and and cringing every time I heard my voice, to being, I don't know, 300 episodes in on the podcast, 220 videos deep on the YouTube channel, hundreds of lives, podcasts I've been on. I think I'm on a podcast this Thursday. Like, I'm I'm genuinely excited and zero self-conscious. If anything, I've just... Learn to love my voice, taking lessons, learning how to control it, learning how to use your tools, in this instance, the voice, to make an impact. And the contrast of how something that was a perceived weakness, something I hated, into potentially one of my greatest assets. And I share that not to shine the spotlight on me. Like, who cares? Great, Lucas, good job. I, I'm shining the spotlight on you to identify what are those things that are holding you back or thing. And what do you have to do to start working through it? And I highly recommend, I am definitely in the school of thought of taking action. So when I have someone who like really trembles in front of people, I'm like, Toastmasters or open mic nights. Get it over with. You'll be Okay. Someone who's really afraid of seeing their heart or, or having their heart seen great. Let's do a really good written post and let's write about your story. Now, we want to do it in safe environments because that can backlash if the gap is massive and you have like massive trauma around your voice and then you put something out there and everyone's like, your voice sucks. Like that can destroy. That's not what I'm getting at. I'm not saying massive leaps into unsafe space. You've got to do what feels right to you, to your soul. Not to your head, to your soul, to your heart. What is best for your growth? And to me, that was, let me get on stage and just put my voice out there. I know I'm going to be okay. And the more I did it, the more I realized I'm not dead. I didn't die. I'm okay. I'm breathing. I'm here. And even if people don't like it, the fire can't burn me. And so I kept showing up. And eventually, it became a fun game. And now I'm like, yo, how can I put myself into highly uncomfortable situations that really challenge me into growth and even if I fail and people judge me, I know I can't be burned. I actually don't care what you think of me. Like straight up, I I would like you to like me, but I don't care what you think of me. And you can think whatever you want of me and I will take feedback and improve maybe some social you know, dynamics that I can improve and work on so I'm not rubbing people the wrong way. I'm not saying just like F everybody in the world and just do your thing. It probably won't pan out for you unless you're like a rock star or something. Or if I like chew really loud, like I can work on that. 
What I'm talking about is who I am, what I stand for. My nose, my voice, if you don't like it, I'm not going to change that for you. And it's probably a big reflection on you. And I'm not speaking to you, 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 but I'm speaking to like the world. It's probably a big reflection on them than it is on me. If this story inspired or helped or changed you or or added any value to your life, I'd, I'd literally like to hear from you at Lucas Rubik's on Facebook and Instagram. You can find me, uh, add me as a friend on Facebook or, you know, follow me and just hit me up in the DM so I can follow you back at Lucas Rubik's on Instagram. Would love to hear from you. Maybe you've overcome something or maybe you are in the process of overcoming or maybe you are stepping into the first step in overcoming. I'd love to hear from you. And again, if I could support in any way, let me know. We always get messages. We're always like, I thought you like talk about sales and marketing. And I'm like, I do. That is the business we're in. If you look at the core root of the business, it's like, hey, helping people build an online coaching business, the sales, the marketing aspect, building up the client journey, the assets. But I don't know, the more, the longer I do this, the more I'm like, that's like 25% of what we do, even with clients. The other 75% is this conversation or, or, you know, mental development, even physical development sometimes. We've had clients who are really unhealthy. I won't be, I'm not afraid to bring that up. I mean, if, if your physical health is being, a, is, is, is holding you back, then your business will be held back by you. So I'm not afraid to go there with clients or spiritual development. Whatever that may mean to you on wherever you are on your journey, I think it's it's just as important as the sales, the marketing, the business development. Happy life, happy business. Awesome business, happy life. And and to me, the two are not separate. They're extremely important. And if, if you're interested in learning more about that or just joining that conversation or investigating more in what it is we do, you can check out lucasrubix.com, www.lucasrubix.com, and you can find the Coaches University. It is a stay until you get paid coaching program, meaning we work with you until you get paid. But what I, I truly believe that we do very differently with clients, and it's probably the reason why they get exponential results, is we're not just looking at things through the lens of a business or like a business coach or whatever you want to think of that. I'm like, it's a holistic approach. Sales marketing. But we take it 18 steps further of like literally physical development. If we have to go there, we'll go there. Spiritual development, absolutely. Mental development, learning, reading, growing. And and I truly believe that business, we didn't get into business to like make money or see success. I know you may think you are, but I, I truly believe that business is an accelerator for growth and your soul is craving growth. And if we can accept or we can see business as a as a as a vehicle for growth challenges obstacles even failure can become we can shift a perspective on it and realize hey that's where i grow and if i'm doing this for growth then i need challenges obstacles and even temporary failure and the coaches university was designed to really be a community and when you fall or when you win you have support not from fakers but from actual other coaches and entrepreneurs who are like keep going Here's my journey. Here's my story. And and what it's become is just beautiful, inspires me every morning, and we continue to keep developing, both on me, both on the entire team. We're all addicted to growth, but clients and the culture in the community is just like growth. How do I grow? The conversations inspire me because, you know, oftentimes they're not even about business. 
but they have everything to do with business at the same time. So you can check that out, www.lucasrubix.com. Truly, truly appreciate you. Really hope this story helped, inspired in some way, shape, or form. Take it as you want and, and do with it what you will, but that's just my only hope is, is to give you value in some way, shape, or form. www.lucasrubix.com. With that said, I'm out of here, and I'll see you in the next episode.